514 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank everyone for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today we're going to talk about what else the Rangers uh, putting forth a great effort in San Jose last night and coming away with a 3 to nothing victory. You know, cliche or not, I think the best way to describe this one is just a total and complete team effort. The Rangers got contributions up and down the lineup. Igor Shesterkin with a 37-save shutout. You had, uh, you know, Braden Schneider obviously making his NHL debut. Could not have gone any better for Braden Schneider in his wildest dreams. I don't think he could have possibly had a better NHL debut than he had last night. We'll talk about that in greater detail in just a moment here. Uh, you had Anthony Greco, 28-year-old, playing just the second NHL game of his career and his first game with the Rangers. I thought he looked really good in this game. You had guys out of the lineup. The Rangers were basically playing with two fourth lines uh, as the bottom six, and I thought all six of those guys looked really, really good in last night's game. Uh, like I said, just a total team effort. I thought uh, Patrick Nemeth and Ke'Andre Miller, both of them have scuffled a little bit recently. I thought both of them had really nice bounce-back games, made some good plays in this game as well. You had Chris Kreider continuing his just amazing season. He scores goal number 199, and goal number 200 in his career. Uh, you know, Chris Knobloch continues to uh, run the ship right now while Gerard Gallant is on the COVID list. But again, I mean, you look up and down this lineup, the Sharks came in uh, with a three game winning streak. That's another note here. You know, the Sharks have obviously played well and they put themselves in playoff positioning. And, you know, another thing about this game, it's not like the Rangers blew them out. I mean, the final score was three to nothing. Uh, there was an empty netter with just 27 seconds to go. And the Rangers, for the majority of this game, did not have a big lead. It was only one to nothing after two periods. But it's just one of those games where you felt like the Rangers were pretty much in complete control of it. You know, watching this game, there was never a second where I thought that they were going to lose, that they were really in any danger of losing. And that's despite the fact that, once again, at no point in the game did they really have that big of a lead. Just felt like they were in control. And, you know... The counterpoint to that would be, well, the Sharks got 37 shots on net. They did, uh, but I thought with the Sharks' shots on goal, I thought it was more of a case of quantity over quality. I mean, they had their chances. There's no doubt about it. They had a couple of chances here and there. They got a little bit of a late-game push with about eight minutes or so remaining, got a couple of chances there. Uh, but for the most part, you know, I, I thought the Rangers kept the high-danger opportunities to a minimum. And even when they didn't, even when there was, you know, a rare uh, defensive lapse in this game last night, Igor Shosturkin was at the top of his game. Great to see him back in the lineup uh, after missing three games, being on the COVID list. Alex Georgiev did a great job uh, in Igor Shosturkin's absence as he basically has all season, you know, the uh, first couple weeks notwithstanding. But it's always great to see Igor Shosturkin back into the lineup and uh, doing his thing for the New York Rangers. He came up big last night. I figure we can also go over the uh, line combinations because this is an ever-evolving situation game to game. You know, there's players going on to the COVID list. There's players coming off of the COVID list. Uh, last night, for example, no Alexi Lafreniere. He was on the COVID list. We had no Barclay Goodrow, still no Dryden Hunt, still no Ryan Reeves. So obviously the Rangers have to shuffle the deck a little bit, go with some AHL guys, go with some guys that might typically be healthy scratches. But, you know, again, they, they piecemeal it together and they get the job done. Uh, the top line is really the only one that's basically stayed intact for pretty much the entire season, uh, that being Mika Zibanejad centering Chris Kreider and Capo Caco. And of course, as we talked about, uh, Chris Kreider ends up with two goals, including the 200th of his career. Mika had at least one assist on the night. And then you had uh, the second line, Ryan Strom centering Artemi Panarin and Philip Hedl. And that uh, revolving door 
on the second line basically just continues to revolve. Now it's Philip Hedl getting an opportunity there. Uh, I thought he looked decent in this game. Uh, there was an instance uh, where Panarin passed from behind the Sharks net in front to Philip Hedl in the slot area. That looked like it might be a goal, but Hill made a really nice stop on that. And then Hedl ended up collecting uh, the secondary assist on a goal that was scored by Braden Schneider. And like I said, we're going to get to Braden Schneider's big night in due time, but just kind of run through the lineup real quick here. The third line... And on a lot of nights, this might be the fourth line if, uh, you know, if the Rangers have all their guys healthy. But you've got Kevin Rooney centering Greg McKaig and Anthony Greco. And like I said, I thought Anthony Greco looked really good in his debut last night with the Rangers. It's going to be somewhat overshadowed by what Braden Schneider did, and understandably so. But Greco was all over the ice, had a couple of chances to score. I like what I saw from him. Uh, you know, it's hard to imagine that somebody like Anthony Greco could possibly stick in the lineup once the Rangers are back to full health. But you know, for somebody who's 28 years old, hasn't really gotten a lot of opportunities. Like we said, he's only played in one career NHL game before last night. He's at least going to give the Rangers something to think about. He looked like he was on a mission last night to just do everything he possibly could to hopefully stick at the NHL level. And it's a little bit of a long shot, but it's also very easy to root for guys like that. You know, career minor leaguers, guys that are just kind of underdogs. Uh, we'll see how the Rangers line up. I mean, it's going to depend on who's available, but uh, maybe Greco has earned himself uh, another game in the next contest against the Philadelphia Flyers, which will be on Saturday at 7 p.m. But then you get the fourth line, Morgan Barron centering Tim Kettinger and Johnny Brodzinski. Once again, another really solid night for these guys, uh, looking like they belong. They're kind of dubbing these guys the AHL line because typically this is the top line uh, for the Hartford Wolfpack. And we'll see again, you know, there's a little bit of a logjam. There's a lot of guys on this Ranger team who right now deserve playing time. And the unfortunate nature of the beast is that you can only suit up 20 guys on any given night. So again, we'll look to see who sticks, who gets sent back down. I think maybe Morgan Barron is the guy that the Rangers might be inclined to keep around, you know, depending on how he continues to play and who gets back in the lineup and those kinds of things. Uh, Gettinger and Brodzinski, a little bit older. And, um, you know, I, I think uh, they might be the guys that are kind of Fairly or unfairly, just kind of pegged as, you know, AHL, NHL swingmen at this point in their careers. Although Gettinger's not that old. I think he's only like 23 or 24. Uh, the only issue with Gettinger, you know, possibly sticking around is that, you know, he plays a fourth liner type game and the Rangers have a lot of those guys right now. So it'd be tough to see him sticking in the lineup too, but uh, you never know. And these guys uh, have a chance to put their best foot forward every game they play and stake their claim to playing time. And there were a lot of guys that it's looking like that was their goal last night. You know, they want to stick with this Ranger team. Uh, so that was obviously fantastic to see. The defense pairings, it was pretty much the same. I mean, Fox and Lindgren, Miller and Truba. And then of course we got Braden Schneider making his debut alongside Patrick Nemeth. And we'll continue to uh, break down this game, kind of maybe even do a little bit of play-by-play, -play, you know, given the fact that this game started at 10.30 p.m. I, I'm sure there's some people that uh, weren't able to stay up, or there might be some of you that tried to stay up and fell asleep on the couch. I've been there myself, but uh, yeah, we'll continue to break down the details of this awesome Ranger win, this 3-0 shutout on the road here, and of course, the Rangers now 2-2 two and two on the road trip. We will get to that in just a second. But first, just want to let everyone know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bilt Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Bilt Bar in your plan. Bilt Bar is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. Built Bars are covered in 100% 
real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And there are so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many, many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, and just wanted to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about Braden Schneider. I know a lot of Ranger fans are excited to have Braden Schneider on the team. I mean, really, everybody was, or at least a lot of fans were excited even before he actually made his debut. I know that I was looking forward to seeing what Braden Schneider could do at the NHL level. I know a lot of you were as well. And after one game, I think that excitement has only grown because he was absolutely fantastic in his New York Ranger debut. Just looked like he belonged as far as his stat line. Of course, he scored the first goal of his NHL career, was a plus one on the night, had three shots on goal, dished out four hits, at least two of which knocked his opponents down to the ice. It was at least two. It might have been more than that. Uh, Two block shots. And this also kind of stands out for me as well. He had 14 minutes and 49 seconds of ice time. Didn't really get any run on special teams. He ended up being out there for five seconds of shorthanded time. Uh, But... Even though Schneider's 1449 represented the uh, least amount of time on the ice for any of the Rangers' six defensemen, we've seen other Ranger defensemen uh, log considerably less ice time than that on any given night, you know, whoever the sixth defenseman might be. And to me, that tells me that Knobloch and the rest of the coaching staff really liked what they were seeing out of Braden Schneider, ended up maybe uh, rewarding him with some extra ice time, playing him a little bit more often uh, than they thought they otherwise might. And once again, he did uh, come in last place as far as the sixth defenseman, how much time they spent on the ice. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, closing in on 15 minutes there, not too shabby for somebody making his NHL debut, uh, especially when we've seen some other Ranger defensemen once again log considerably less ice time than Schneider did in his debut last night. But I figure we might as well just kind of run through this game because, you know, a couple of reasons. Again, uh, just the simple fact that it started at 1030, so I get the feeling maybe not as many people got to see this game as would get to see a game that starts at 7 o'clock in the evening. And also just the fact that there were so many little highlights in this game and so many guys who uh, contributed to this win for the Rangers. And we might as well start with Braden Schneider in the first period. First shift of the game, he ends up pinching in. Uh, he keeps a play alive, you know, plays the puck at the top of the right faceoff circle. He also was in there uh, behind the goal line and delivered a hit. And then later, or I don't, I don't know if it necessarily registered as a hit in the uh, stat book, but he was, uh, you know, kind of battling along the boards with somebody. Uh, but this one definitely registered. This one was in the neutral zone later. Once again, Braden Schneider, his first career shift. Uh, the Sharks are working the puck, trying to you know gain the blue line for the Rangers, and there's a player that receives a pass in the neutral zone, and Schneider puts a big hit on him, knocks him to the ice. I mean, it wasn't like a bone-jarring hit or anything like that, but he got enough of him to send him down to the ice. Uh, so a great first shift for Schneider, and uh, really uh, kind of just setting the tone for himself for the rest of the night. There was another play a little bit later in the first period. This one stood out to me as well. And again, it's not going to make any highlight reel or top 10 plays of the night or anything like that. But you've got the puck going toward the Ranger net. Schneider's in position off to the side of the goal crease there. And the puck is airborne. He very calmly just gloves it down, puts it on the ice, moves it out of the zone. Nice outlet pass to Greg McKay to just kind of, uh, you know, get the puck moving in the other direction. But he was very calm, very poised on that play. Uh, then uh, we get the Sharks with their first power play of the evening, and the Rangers get their first goal, a shorthanded goal. 
Mika wins the faceoff, kind of. I mean, there was kind of a battle for the puck. I, I thought that, you know, Mika should probably be given the win on this draw here. But there's a battle for the puck, and then Fox makes a short pass to Lee Kreider out of the Rangers zone. Kreider up the ice, passes to his right to Mika Zibanejad. Mika's moving in on, up the right side. A beautiful pass back to Kreider. So it ends up being a give-and-go goal here. Uh, Kreider takes the shot. Hill gets a piece of it, but it trickles over the line just before the Sharks get to it, and it is one to nothing. Rangers, just like that. Goal number 199 for Chris Kreider, but his first ever career shorthanded goal. So that was cool to see as well. Kreider becoming an invaluable member of the penalty kill. Just a phenomenal all-around season for Chris Kreider. There's really not much else he can say. As for Mika Zibanejad, his 13th point in his last 10 games, and he is actually uh, up for being the last man in as far as the All-Star game is concerned. We'll have more on that in a little bit as well. But the bottom line is Ranger fans can vote to try to get Mika Zibanejad into the All-Star game where he would join uh, Adam Fox and Chris Kreider. We also, you know, the, the power play continues for the Sharks at this point, and I want to point out, you know, a really nice play by Kevin Rooney here. Uh, again, just a blue-collar player, somebody that uh, just does a lot of the little things to help the Rangers win. He's in on the forecheck, and he does a great job. Uh, he steals the puck from Hill, the uh, Sharks goalie, and he keeps the puck pinned against the boards in the corner. I mean, he's taking hits. The Sharks are trying to knock him off the puck. They won't not, They can't knock him off the puck. He won't let them uh, get possession. And just a nice job there by Kevin Rooney on the penalty kill, uh, just basically wasting some time and, uh, you know, forcing the Sharks to expand energy in their own zone uh, while they're a man up. And of course, the Sharks, this power play ends without the Sharks getting anything even really resembling a quality scoring chance. So just a really, really nice play there uh, by Kevin Rooney. Then there was a play, uh, Kreider, you know, Kreider might have ended up having a hat trick if he just would have shot the puck here. Kreider and Mika went in on a two-on-one, and Kreider, you know, he just got set up by his buddy, you know, scoring a goal when they were shorthanded, and now I think he's trying to return the favor here, but it's two-on-one. The defenseman was clearly playing the pass, and Kreider tried to force it over to Mika. Pass got broken up, so I, if Kreider maybe would have pulled the trigger there, taking the shot. Uh, hey, the way he's been scoring this season, I wouldn't doubt that it would have gone in. So uh, he might have had his uh, 200th career goal a little bit earlier there, like I said, if he would have pulled the trigger on that one. But then we get another big hit by Braden Schneider here toward the end of the first period, uh, knocks his opponent down to the ice. This time it's Timo Meyer, So he gets a, a brand name and a very physical player in his own right. I believe Timo Meyer going to be a member of the all-star team uh, this season as well. So uh, he gets his first brand name there, so to speak. And then uh, Anthony Greco, you know, again, he kind of gets overshadowed a little bit by what Braden Schneider did in this game, but he went down, he blocked a shot from Mark Edward Vlasic, you know, obviously sacrificing his body there. And he also made a, a really nice play later in this shift to, you know, deflect a pass, force it out of the Rangers zone. So great stuff from uh, the new guys in this game. And uh, we will continue breaking down the second and third periods and just some other takeaways from this game in just a second. But first, I just wanted to let everyone know that today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action of 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. 
All right, so second period again. Anthony Greco uh, standing out in a positive way, just playing his second career game at the age of 28. I mean, that really is a cool story. Uh, you know, somebody who's obviously stuck with it and spent a lot of time in the AHL. But early in the second period, you get Anthony Greco uh, going behind the net. Hill was trying to move the puck around the boards, and Greco was able to knock it down. Unfortunately, it bounced away from him. Didn't really lead to anything, but still a, a good play on the forecheck there. And then we get to, you know, our first round of uh, fisticuffs on the night. It eventually led to Jacob Truba getting into a fight, but you've got Raska and Veal, they sandwiched Miller. Raska kind of got him from behind, and Miller, it was a little scary. He went headfirst into the glass, his neck bent in, you know, kind of an odd way. Um, so glad he was okay. You know, he stayed down for a second, but I don't think Miller even missed a shift after this. But you've got Truba going after Veal. You've got Kreider going after Raska. Um, so it's obviously nice to see the Rangers, uh, you know, standing up for their teammate there. And again, a little bit of a scary hit. Glad Miller was okay after that. Uh, but, you know, Truba, you know, he clearly uh, wanted a piece of Veal, and he got it a little bit later on in the game. We get another one-timer opportunity for Anthony Greco. It was turned aside, but would have been really cool to see him score there. He had a couple of chances. Um, then uh, Morgan Barron, a great play, hustling down the ice to prevent an icing against the Rangers. So again, these are just little things, but they all make a difference. They all stand out as positives. If Barron doesn't hustle down the ice and doesn't, you know, kind of win the battle for positioning against the Sharks defenseman as he's going down the ice, gets there to nullify, nullify the icing, excuse me, uh, who knows what happens? You know, maybe the Sharks end up winning the next faceoff and they score a goal. You never can know for sure. But uh, again, just another example of why I really think that this was a true team effort here by the Rangers. Uh, then you've got Truba and Meyer going at it behind the net. A lot of pushing and shoving. Uh, Meyer throws a punch. They come back in front. They're still pushing and shoving and wrestling each other. They end up getting matching minors. But then, you know, eventually Truba comes out of the penalty box, and he gets into a fight with Veal. I would have to say Veal probably won this one. I thought he landed a couple extra punches, but Truba finished strong, landed a punch near the end, and kind of wrestled Veal down to the ice at that point. But again, I pose this question for any Truba naysayers out there. It's something that I've brought up a couple of times on this podcast, but how do people not like this guy? I understand he has a big contract. He's making a lot of money, and his offensive stats with the Rangers Although he is having a good offensive season for the Rangers this year. I was going to say they're not what they were on when he was with the Winnipeg Jets, but he might be at or near that pace, you know, as far as assists are concerned, um, you know, this season uh, to maybe match what he did in Winnipeg. But I mean, this guy, he goes to battle every single night. I mean, this guy shows up to play, stands up for teammates and uh, sends a message here. Again, I would give the uh, slight edge to Veal in this fight, but he's sending a message that that kind of stuff isn't going to be tolerated. You're not going to be able to hit K. Andre Miller from behind and drive him headfirst into the boards on a dangerous play. So uh, great stuff by Jacob Truba there. Uh, we go a little bit later into the second period. Carlson throws the puck at the net. This is where the Sharks came as close as they did at any other point in this game to pulling even. Uh, the puck, I don't even know if it actually ended up in the net. A couple of the Sharks seemed to think so. But Carlson threw it at the net. The net comes off the moorings. The Sharks thought they scored. We get a brief conference among the officials. They wave it off. They check the instant replay to make sure. But on this replay, I mean, I couldn't even find the puck, much less uh, see it going across the line before the net came off the moorings. So uh, to no one's surprise, the call stood and the goal did not count, and the Rangers maintained their one to nothing lead at that point. And then the second period ends with a really nice point-blank save by Igor Shesterkin against Ferraro in the final minute. So uh, great to see Igor come through clutch there. Once again, Rangers only clinging to a one nothing lead at this point, but Braden Schneider took care of that early in the third period. We start the third period, and Schneider tallies just 127 into the final stanza. Uh, Artemi Panarin will not get an assist on this play, but he really should. He made a fantastic 
play, uh, just keeping uh, the offensive possession alive for, for the Rangers. He prevents a clear, passes to his right to Philip Heedle. Heedle's kind of moving toward the net, kind of in the high slot area, maybe a little bit more on the uh, right face-off circle, you know, the inside of the right circle there. But a lot of Sharks kind of gravitate toward Heedle here, trying to prevent him from getting a shot away. And a good job by Heedle as well. He moves the puck to Ryan Strom in the corner. And Strom's looking, and he sees Schneider. Uh, Schneider just off the bench, moving toward the net, hits him in stride. Schneider lets it fly uh, from the high slot area and scores to make it 2 to nothing. They get the puck for him. And uh, Heedle quietly now with an assist in three consecutive games. So you hope that maybe this is the time where, you know, Heedle's starting to get hot, starts to get it going a little bit. Uh, we'll see what the Rangers look to do with that second line right wing situation when everybody's healthy. But if they line up with these same 12 forwards in the next game, I got to imagine Philip Heedle will be back out there on the second line. And then after the goal, we get a strong shift from the, uh, I mean, it's, it's the third line technically, but really this is a group of fourth line players, Rooney, Greco, and McKaig, uh, a strong shift there as well. I'm always big on having the checkers out there uh, for the shift that follows a goal, and they did a nice job there as well. We get another big slap shot from Braden Schneider. This one is stopped, but again, just somebody who's looking comfortable at the NHL level, at least in his first game there. And then uh, one of the few instances in the game where I thought the Sharks actually had uh, some sustained offensive zone pressure, they get three consecutive chances. You know, one went a little bit wide. Igor made the save on uh, another one, and then Igor snags it with his glove on the third opportunity for the Sharks, hangs onto it, and freezes play. But Igor Shesterkin, I mean... You know, if you were at all nervous, maybe he'd be a little bit rusty uh, coming back, having not played in a while. Yeah, that was not an issue. <laughs> Igor Shesterkin was great in this game. Um, something else that really stood out, just a really, really smart play, really disciplined play by Philip Hedel. There was an instance where he was coming onto the ice for his shift, and the puck was along the boards there, and he didn't touch the puck. And Sam and Joe talked about this. Sam thought that maybe uh, Hedel didn't have a uh, grip on his stick and couldn't play the puck, but uh, Joe, I think Joe actually had this one right. He mentioned that he doesn't think Hedel played the puck because he didn't want to take a too many men on the ice penalty. It was getting kind of late in the third period. The Rangers were up two to nothing. Just a smart play by Hedl there. There were a couple of Rangers going on and off the ice. He didn't want to take the chance of the Rangers getting whistled for too many men. So he had to concede possession there, but it's not like it was conceding possession for an A-plus scoring opportunity for the Sharks. You know, they dumped the puck, and then uh, the Rangers got it back out just as quickly. But just a smart play and something that, you know, it's just, again, it's just one of those little things, one of those uh, small things that happens in a game that adds up to a win. And I think this game was chocolate full of moments like that. Again, just a, a high hockey IQ play by Philip Hedl there. And again, you know, the bottom sixers on the Rangers, I, I thought uh, they had a really nice night for themselves. We had McKeg passing to Greco, passing to Rooney in front. The shot was turned aside, but all three of those guys working really hard to set up this opportunity. And then Greco later uh, had a chance on the doorstep looking for a stuff-in goal. Unfortunately, couldn't get it by Hill. Uh, but the Rangers still up 2 to nothing, getting pretty late in the third period. And then... The Sharks actually do get a power play with exactly three minutes left. They end up pulling their goalie. They get a couple of chances, but nothing too dangerous. You know, the Rangers, I thought, defended well in the last three minutes here. And then Kevin Rooney blocks the puck, you know, with the Sharks trying to work it around the boards. It deflects the Kreider. Kreider picks up the puck in stride, uh, goes past everybody, slides it into the empty net with 27 seconds to go. And that is a 3-0 win for the Rangers and goal number 200 for Chris Kreider. So a big congratulations to him. Always cool seeing him hit that milestone. I will be absolutely shocked 
if Braden Schneider is not in the lineup for the Rangers when they play at Philadelphia. I mean, how could he have played any better than this? How could his debut have really gone any better? So I get the feeling we will see round two of Braden Schneider when the Rangers are playing in Philadelphia on Saturday at 7 p.m. Definitely looking forward to that. Another uh, division matchup for the Rangers, and it's always a good time when the Rangers are playing the Flyers. You know emotions are going to run high. It's going to be a tough physical hockey game, and uh, like I said, definitely looking forward to that. And you know, this is a big win for the Rangers because now they're 2-2 two and two on this road trip. They have a chance going to Philadelphia to come out of the road trip at 3-2, and two, and I think you got to take that for most road trips. Had they lost this game to the Sharks, man, now you're 1-3 and three on the road trip, and you're basically just trying to avoid the road trip being a complete disaster when you play Philly. Uh, instead, they're 2-2, two and two, and they got a chance, like I said, to close out 3-2, and two, and I think you got to take that far more often than not anytime you're looking at a five-game road trip. So definitely looking forward to that. Uh, again, I mentioned earlier, Mika Zibanejad could be voted into the All-Star game. He has a chance to be the last man in, and maybe we'll take a look at all the candidates in a future episode. But for right now, I'll just direct you guys to NewYorkRangers.com slash last man. If you go there, you can vote for Mika Zibanejad to be, uh, what else, the last man in for the All-Star team. One other thing that I want to do before we uh, call it a day here is I have an announcement, and that is I am going to be a dad. My beautiful wife, Andrea, and I are set to welcome a little baby girl into the world on May 15th. May 15th is the due date, and don't worry, we're going to order all kinds of uh, New York Ranger baby clothes, you know, shirts, socks, shoes, the whole nine yards. Uh, definitely, we can't wait. I mean, we're over the moon about this, and uh, just really looking forward to meeting her. As you guys are aware, that also happens to be when the Stanley Cup playoffs are happening, so uh Baby girl will be here just in time to hopefully see the Rangers make a run in the Stanley Cup playoffs this season. Like I said, uh, we're both just tremendously happy about this. And uh, believe me when I tell you, she will be a Ranger fan. Because as much as I'm into the Rangers, my wife, Andrea, she's even more into them. She's the bigger fan between the two of us. One of these days, maybe we'll have her on the podcast. Maybe we can talk her into that. But uh, yeah, we're, we're over the moon. We could not be more happy about this. Really, really looking forward to meeting our baby girl. And uh, again, thank you guys. As always, You know, I want to let everybody know about this. I feel like we've kind of created our own little Ranger community here. And uh, again, just cannot wait to meet our baby girl. But uh, yeah, that's going to do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. In our next episode, we're going to break down everything that happens between the Rangers and Flyers on Saturday. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It is free and available on all platforms.